It's Friday, April 7th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes from the press box at Progressive Field following the Cleveland Guardians home opener, loss to the Seattle Mariners 5-3. to uh, Hoynesy, Aaron Savali looked really good early and then ran into some problems in the 5th and 6th inning. Yeah, Joe, um, he looked a lot like the Aaron Savali we saw April 1st in Seattle when he threw seven scoreless innings. He opens with four scoreless uh, today, and then uh, kind of the wheels came off a little bit. Joey gives up two in the fifth, uh, gives up uh, uh, the tying run in the uh, sixth, and makes it 3-3, and uh, yeah, Nick Sandlin comes in, and Julio uh, Rodriguez said hello to Nick Sandlin. Yeah, uh, Rodriguez showed why he's uh, pretty much at the top of everyone's list uh, last year as the, the rookie of the year in the American League and one of the exciting young players in baseball. Uh, driving a, a pitch out of the ballpark on a day when it was tough to get a ball out of the park because uh, Jose Ramirez uh, almost did one, uh, did so in the ninth inning, but the wind knocked it down. Uh, but uh, just back to, to, to Savali and the way uh, he performed, it was uh, it was in that last inning, I believe the uh, the sixth inning, he had uh, uh, he had worked a count and was uh, he, you know thought he had uh, the last batter um, JP Crawford, uh, yeah JP Crawford. Um, thought he had him struck out on the sixth pitch of the at-bat. Uh, it was a, a high strike that looked like it was in the zone, or at least, you know, nicked the corner of the zone. Uh, the next pitch, Crawford just drilled it to right center field. Yeah, and uh, that was the end of the game for the end of the yeah, the end of his night. He had two outs, man on third, uh, three, th- on, uh, it was a 3-3 game at that. Or no, it was, they still had a 2-3 two, three, yeah, three, three three lead. Yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. if he gets uh, Crawford, he gets out of there. Uh, maybe, you know, they, they then they go to the bullpen. He gets out of there, uh, you know, with the lead at least. But, uh, you know, I, I was a little uh, surprised that, you know, Francona left him in there. But after mm-hmm. the game, uh, Ter- uh, Terry uh, said that uh, he thought he deserved the chance to stay. That's why he came out for the six, and uh, you know. So we'll see how this goes yeah. from here on out. And and Savali, to his credit, was asked if he felt like he was getting squeezed on that last at bat to Crawford, and you know he said, "My job's to go out there and pitch, not to call balls and strikes and make competitive pitches." And he said, uh, "The last pitch that he made to Crawford well, it wasn't a competitive pitch. It was a ball that was you know middle down, and, and Crawford drilled it." Yeah, and you know it was uh, what the second double of the uh, inning that he allowed. Uh, he gave up what uh, a, a two a, another double in the fifth inning. So he was starting to get you know the the Mariners were starting to get a beat on him, and uh, but still he gives them five five plus innings on a cold night or a cold day in Cleveland, uh, you know. But uh, I mean, okay, so <clears throat> just what you've seen out of Savali after his first two starts, does that give you? Uh, you know, a positive feeling about what he can he can do. I mean, if, you know, the weather warms up and, and guys are going to get stretched out and they're going to be able to go deeper and all that. But, uh, you know, his first performance was so good. And and this, you know, the first almost five innings of, of this outing were was pretty good too. Uh, is this a guy who can step in while Tristan McKenzie is, is you know, on the shelf with, uh, on the injured list and, and really give this rotation what it needs, a, a shot in the arm there? Yeah, I think he can, Joe. I don't think he's going to be a guy that goes, you know, seven, eight innings every time out. 
but I think you know if if he if you use him the right way, if you uh, you know you know manage his innings, I think he I think he can you know he can be a productive starting pitcher. He's you know he's as long as he stays healthy, he's probably got a pretty good track record. So he's got to stay healthy. They've got to uh, you know manage his innings and uh, you know know when he's losing his stuff and when you know when to get him out of there and. Uh, you know, so but I think he I think he's off to a really good start because he had a strong spring, and he's had two decent starts here. Um, you know, this one didn't go well, but uh, this is all right. The uh, bullpen comes in. Obviously, Nick Sandlin gives up the home run to to, to Julio Rodriguez. It was a, a breaking ball that hung, and and Rodriguez you know nailed it to the to the bleachers and left. Uh, but we did see a, a, a nice outing from Tim Heron. He comes back, bounces back after you know a shaky appearance in Oakland. Uh, inning in two thirds, no hits. He uh, struck out three and and walked one. Uh, so Tim Heron looked like the the first time he faced Seattle, and uh, you know on a last Sunday when uh, things were looking really good for him. Uh, and Xavier Curry came in and got a gave them a, a scoreless inning as well. Yeah, you know, good good jobs from uh, two rookies. Uh, Heron's got nine strikeouts already, Joe. I mean, all in, the, in like four and two thirds innings, something like I mean, that. This guy, you know, he's he's a really interesting kid, an interesting guy to watch. And uh, you know, you got to wonder, you know, does the league ad- adjust, or we'll have to see. But right now, he's got an advantage. You know, he's got he's tall, he's left-handed, he's you know he throws pretty hard, and he's got a good good breaking balls. So uh, you know he. You know, and you got to like the way he bounced back, Joe. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like you were saying in Oakland, <clears throat> you know, he gives up that uh, home run that uh, you know, tied the ball game up. Or, uh, you know, they kind of erased a four nothing lead late for Cleveland, and uh, the, Cleveland comes back and wins that. But you know, that that was impressive the way he he kind of bounced back and just showed what he's made of a little bit. Terry Francona said that he liked the approach that Cleveland's offense had early against Logan Gilbert. Uh, first inning, they had three consecutive base hits. Uh, they had traffic uh, on on the bases, you know, throughout the first, the early part of the game, building a three nothing lead. Uh, Med Rosario got on base a couple of times. Uh, Josh Bell strikes out with the bases loaded in the first, uh, but then in the third comes back and and has an RBI single. Uh, unfortunately, Josh Naylor gets thrown out trying to go first to third on the play. Uh, otherwise, they would have maybe had a chance with uh, a couple of runners. Uh, on base there uh, to to add to the lead, but uh, at least early on today, before they got into that Seattle bullpen that's so good, uh, the approach against Seattle starter was really good. Yeah, they you know they did a nice job against uh, uh, Logan Gilbert out in uh, Arizona. I mean, I mean Gilbert's a pretty good pitcher. He only gives up one run against uh, Seattle out in Seattle. Uh, I mean, yeah, he gives up one run against Cleveland out in Seattle, and uh, he gives up three today. Mm-hmm. You know, he only goes four innings. They got him out of there pretty early uh, because uh, Cleveland's just kind of pecking away at him. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I like the approach. Uh, you know, in, in the fourth inning, you know, uh, Andres Jimenez walks. Then, uh, you know, with two outs, has an uncontested steal. I, mm-hmm. That that was a blatant steal, Joe. Yeah. I mean, I, nobody, he didn't even draw a throw. I don't know if uh, if just Seattle forgot about him or what. And then, you know, uh, Miles Straw, who was, you know, just had off to a great start, you know, turns that stolen base into a run with a single to center. Yeah, uh, Straw's uh, slash line right now, he's hitting 360 with a 500 on base percentage and, uh, you know, 400 uh, slugging percentage. Uh a 900 OPS, and you know your your number nine hitter is on base 
in half of his at-bats this year. He's been on base 16 times, tied for second uh, in, in the big leagues, uh, you know, coming into today. Uh, Miles Stroh, we asked Tito before the game about connecting the bottom of that order to the top and, uh, and, and Stephen Kwan talking about how it's paid off for him in, in all these RBIs that he has early in the season. Uh, can, can Miles Straw sustain this? Yeah, and, you know, I see no – I mean, he probably's not going to be this hot for this long. <laughs> you know, he's off to a great start. You know, he had a great April last year. Maybe April is his month. But, you know, I just see a, a confident guy, Joe, don't you? I mean, yeah. much more confident uh, than we saw, you know, through m- most of last season. He's he's doing what he, he needs to do as a ball player. You know, his skills are to get on base, to, to cause some havoc on bases – on the bases and and play good defense and we're seeing that and and uh, I just like the way we've we've said this many times him and Quan go together in that that mm-hmm. ninth and eighth ninth and first spot they're like peanut butter and jelly out there aren't they that's <laughs> uh, you know you need one you got the other and and you, you're good to go uh, so yeah the it was opening day it was the the first of eighty two or eighty one games here. Um, you got – we hit all the notes, basically. You, you had the long intro. <laughs> what was Tito's line? He said uh, – he told Hammy what uh, – Well, Hammy probably only forgot to introduce two of the security guards yeah, at was, the ballpark. He, yeah, that's Tito how said, long it lasted. He said that was a bit much. He said he felt bad for Seattle having to stand out there through the entire uh, introduction of basically everybody on the Guardian staff. But yeah, they, enter, they introduced the cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's a guy who does an important yeah, role. A, a girl, it was a woman. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Uh, you can't. Yeah, uh, you got to. You got to have the was, cook. They, they had the, the chef and the nutritionist. I think. Yeah, you, were you out know, there. What do they say? An army travels on its stomach, there, right? So, there you go. So does a ball club. Uh, you had the flyover. You know, always love the the fighter jets coming over, and that was perfectly timed oh for the end gosh. of the. Uh, you know, that gives you chills when the uh, the the anthem ends and the the whoosh goes over the stadium, and you hear the the, the thunder and the rattling. Uh, but they also hit all the notes they had to, had to hit with uh, the memorials for Gaylord Perry, the moment of silence, the memorial for John Adams. Obviously, they were wearing a patch on their jerseys. There were pins all out, all throughout the stadium. But I thought it was a really nice touch uh, that they brought John Adams' actual drum out, and they, they went up to the spot in the, the bleachers where he's always sitting there, and they had Slider banging on that drum, and you could hear it throughout the stadium. It was a, a real nice moment. Yeah, that was cool, you know, and I think we'll always kind of in the back of our minds, you know, hear hear John Drummond, whether he's here, you know, obviously he's not here anymore, but in the back of your mind, you always have to associate that with this ballpark. And and you've, you know, it's different when they play just the audio of it and you, you hear it, but, uh, you know, they can do that forever. Uh, they've, they've got that, that sound and, and it's, it's something that's important. Uh, we have to talk about uh, the ceremonial first pitch, uh, for the day because um, Travis Kelsey from the Super Bowl champion uh, Kansas City Chiefs was out there with his mom uh, on the mound. Of course, Travis Kelsey and his brother Jason, Cleveland Heights natives, very proud uh, to be free. He ripped open his jersey before he made the pitch. He's wearing a T-shirt that said, I'm from Cleveland. I mean, that, was, <laughs> that, was that cool. means everything to, to that guy. It was really kind of neat. Uh, but then he gets up on the mound, and you know everybody sort of held their uh, held their breath after they saw what happened. I mean, this guy—how big is this guy, Joe? He's, he's, like, he's a large individual. He's like six four, maybe two sixty. I mean, he look—he got up on the probably mound, selling him short. Yeah, by, by probably. Yeah, he gets he gets up on the mound off the rubber, 
and just throws like a 60 foot, you know, like a hundred oh, missile. You're being generous. And, 60 and, feet. And, that thing went 40 feet straight yeah, into the ground. Yeah, it bounced up and almost hit Bieber between the eyes. Yeah. Shane Bieber, your Cy Young winner is, is catching him. And, and then, uh, as, as Bieber's walking sort of off by the dugout, immediately Kelsey, you know, mortified at what he had done, runs over and just like hugs Bieber, gives him a full-on bear hug to make sure he's okay. Uh, they asked Kelsey in the dugout afterwards, you know, what did you think you had hurt him or, you you know, you worried him? And he says, eh, I probably just scared him a little bit. But uh, we didn't get a chance to ask Shane Bieber uh, after the game. He, he wasn't uh, around in the clubhouse to ask him what he was thinking when that when that ball bounced, but I'm sure – you know, you don't want to take a, a fastball off the kneecap as you're, you're crouching down behind the uh, uh, behind home plate. Slider was behind him. I want Slider to be in front of him, protecting him. I mean, this is your this is your ace, your Cy Young winner, your, your bread and butter in this rotation. You can't be losing him for a start because he's got a bruised kneecap. Yeah, I like what Terry Francona said after the game. He said he was glad uh, Kelsey didn't tackle. Him. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> I asked him if he was he was a little bit uh, apprehensive, trepidatious about. Uh, um, you know, an, an all-pro tight end uh, pitching to his ace. He's like, uh, I wasn't, you know, then, but I, I probably will be moving forward. So uh, don't expect that. Now, I thought it was really funny uh, that Kelsey's quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who's got a, a baseball background of his own, obviously. Pat Mahomes, his father, was a, a pitcher for a long time. Uh, Patrick Mahomes tweets immediately after seeing the video on, on Bleacher Report, he tweets at uh, you know at his teammate you know bro you know all these emojis about uh, his his reaction and then he tweets at the Kansas City Royals uh, asking for uh, asking for redemption so maybe by the time the Guardians make a trip into Kansas City maybe we'll see Kelsey back on the mound uh, for another first pitch yeah but Bieber better be uh, wearing catcher's gear I was gonna say just just in case Bieber can put the mask and shin guards on even if he's in the dugout you never know where it's gonna be. Uh, all right, so we've got one game down on this homestand. This is, it's the first homestand of the year, but it's it's there's no less significance to it. This is the Mariners, a team that you took three out of four from, and you felt pretty good about yourself because, uh, you know, they're a playoff contending team. They're a good lineup. They've got a great bullpen. Uh, and then after that, the Yankees are coming into town, and you better be ready for that. Uh, you know, where do we stand now with, with these Guardians after seeing them for, for one game here uh, in person, in the flesh, with the pitch clock, with all the new rules and, and the way things set up? Yeah, I think they're all right, Joe. You know, they're coming off a good trip, 5-2. and two. Uh, You know, they've, they've shown they can win close games. They've shown they can win in extra innings. Uh, you know they they need some uh, they need some length out of their starters. That would be nice. It would be nice to see Quantrill tomorrow. He's going uh, you know uh, tomorrow against uh, Seattle. It would be nice to see him get you know six or seven innings. And then uh, Sunday it'd be that the same for goes for Zach Plesac. Let's hope you know he has a decent start. Maybe gets five innings. Just something to boost his confidence. Yeah, he needs Plesac among more than anybody I think on this roster. Uh, him and him and James Karinchak need to need to see the uh, the ball go through the hoop. You know they yeah. they need uh, shooters need to see the ball go through the hoop. Uh, the the pitchers need to see uh, need to see the equivalent of that. I think and uh, you know once that starts happening, uh, these guys will get confident. I can't wait for warmer weather because when that happens, that's the the, the, the game just feels better. But uh, we should be getting some decent weather in the the next couple of days. Yeah, the weather's getting better, Joe. So so uh, you know something to look forward to, and uh, as as we. You know, sort of 
just look at what went on today uh, in, in general. Just uh, it's, it's one of your favorite days of the year, opening day. Oh, yeah. Very, you know, it's, it's always fun. It's packed house. The, the crowd was into it. You know, they got kind of taken out of it the last five innings just because, you know, uh, Seattle's bullpen was dominant and uh, Cleveland's offense kind of got shut down. But I'm sure everyone had a good time. It'll be, uh, it, 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 it is a good, uh, I think, it, you know, you got opening day out of the way. You know, now, you know, you, you'll just see, you know, the, hopefully the team gets into a good rhythm, and I think they already are. Uh, you know, good game tomorrow, good start from Quantrill. You know, uh, Josh Bell got a hit with a, you know, drove in a run. Hopefully that gets him going. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, and, and Jose Ramirez should have hit one, what, out of the ballpark today, but the wind held it up. He's, you know, he's hit, what, an eight straight every game they played. Mm-hmm. So, he, you know, I think he's, he's uh, you know, that driving force uh, with this ball club. Yeah, he was one of, entering the game today, he was one of three players in the, in the majors to hit safely in each of his team's first seven games. Uh, he added that with a, a first inning. Uh, single and that extended his hit streak to 13 games going back to you know last season uh right now a locked in jose ramirez is you know invaluable i i think he's he's hitting on all all cylinders all facets of his game uh and and that's gonna that's gonna pay off i think for sure these last couple of games against seattle and, and hopefully into next week uh against the New York Yankees when they come in. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, uh, live from, well, live, recorded from <laughs> the press box in Progressive Field. This, this is Hammy's booth. I, yeah. I, I like being in here. <laughs> you, you kind of get the, uh, you, you can kind of hear him as he's, he's uh, calling the game over there. Uh, we will be back again uh, starting on Monday uh, to preview that Yankees series and bring you all the action uh, from uh, Progressive Field. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.